They're right now. Okay, good. Good job. <laughs> you see it? <laughs> All right. Thank you again, and welcome to Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Uh, we are here and live uh, every Sundays and Tuesdays at uh, 8 o'clock. Um, so join us every time. We were here on Sundays at 7 and Tuesdays at 8 o'clock with my guests. I have yeah, that's uh, LaDonna Sherwood and Francis Larkin. And uh, well, hello, everybody. Hello. 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 Ah, LaDonna. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live is a platform to share important information by educating Southeast Texas African-American communities with valuable information on health, education, finance, politics, and business. We pride ourselves on keeping our hand on the pulse of this community. We make sure that we let you know what is going on in and around the Golden Triangle. Honey, we keep you up to date on politics and current events and all sorts of newsworthy information. We are super excited about tonight's guest. Tony, let's go. Oh, well, I was going to talk about what we did last week. You know, last Tuesday we had a, another candidate on board. Uh, his name was uh, James Ellett. He's running for also candidate uh, for city council at large. And we're going to try to have all the candidates on the show. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, have them all, have come to an introduction to all of us, and then we're going to bring them all back and do a um, a forum, Um, so like a a debate with them so we can get to know who we really, and hear that platform against each other, find out who we really think is the best candidate. And that's what we're looking for, the best candidate, not the best, uh, not just our friends. and, and Right. We want the best, okay? So, everybody, thank you again for watching now this is Power Podcast Live. We are kind of right back at you. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live with your host, Tony Redfield, and my co-host, LaDonna Sherwood and Francis Lawkins. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live starts now. Oh, shit, I was rolling. Hey, listen, hey, everybody, we've got a special guest today. Uh, and he is running for Beaumont, the city of Beaumont, Texas, city councilman at large, Mr. A.J. Albert Turner. Hello, A.J. How's it going, Mr. Renfro? <laughs> I'm great, man. Good to see you. Uh, let's, it seems like we have not. Uh, like we've, not real like we've, we've been, we've, this showed up a lot sooner than we thought we would, right? Those two years came by fast, didn't it? 
It feel like it was just over. Yes, I know. And better luck to you though. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna even go play ball. I bought my bet, but I'm not gonna even play it. <laughs> but no, thank you, man, for coming in and, and for our invite. Uh, not for your invite, but thank you for um accepting our invitation to come on our show and uh let introduce you to the city of Boma and the community. And um, of course, you know my co-host Francis and Ladonna. Okay, how y'all ladies doing? Ladies, I'm gonna let you guys doing great. Know. You know we're excited. I'm so excited about tonight, honey. I can't wait to get all into we're, it. Let's get all into it right now. I'm gonna turn my mic off. Go. Okay, AJ, come on, give us the lowdown. Give us all of the information. Get close to your camera, honey. Get intimate with us and tell us all about AJ Turner. What your plans are? How long have you been here? Give us the information, and then we'll pop in and interrogate you. <laughs> I'm ready for my interrogation. I'm not going to even switch. <laughs> so, so everyone, I'm Albert A.J. Turner, man. I'm born and raised in Beaumont, Texas. I left my town when I went off to college to get my degree. Once I got my degree, I returned back to Beaumont, Texas to further my career. Uh, I'm a husband. I have a beautiful wife, Ashley Turner, and I have four beautiful daughters, man. Addison, Ashlyn, Ainsley, and Erin. And I love the city of Beaumont. My kids are here. I got my kids in Beaumont Independent School District. And I'm just looking to enhance it in any way I can. I'm ready to get to it. What y'all got for me? You're on mute, LaDonna. I was going to say you got a question. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, AJ, it just seems like you've never stopped campaigning. How do you stay so energized and motivated about um, being a part of the city of Beaumont, like an intricate part of the city of Beaumont? Because I'm telling you, I can't see the difference from when you were first running, maybe, what was that, two years ago? Versus just this whole time. And I love the way you've been very fluid in the community and that you stay you you stay active because that is one of the things that I look at. I'm like, are you here just for the hype? Are you here? Are you about that city? Are you about that Beaumont city? Are you really about it? And I think you are about it. You've proven that to me. I, I definitely feel like when you're a public servant, uh, you, you go out there and you serve. Uh, when it's scripted and it's for the hype, you can see straight through it. Most people mm -hmm. like a genuine, real person. And one thing I'm passionate about is getting everybody coming together, seeing the community of Beaumont uh, improve. I'm big on I like want to be a walking billboard for the city of Beaumont. I want people to see me and see that I got a possibility to represent the city of Beaumont if God say the same. And it can be something that people in Beaumont can really be proud of, man. I really want to make people proud and I want to earn the support that I get. So that's why I stay so active and I'm really passionate about doing things in my community. Therefore, I stay going to work. All right. Let me ask you this, AJ. Can you tell us a little bit about your platform? What are some of the main issues that you plan on tackling while uh, uh, perhaps in office? Well, economic development is key. Uh, we have a lot of economic opportunities, but the problem is the things we have in place, a lot of people don't have the access to them, like community block grants. We aren't advertising to people how to go about using the community block grants. We aren't advertising to the people all the tax abatements and things that we can produce when you want to do economic development in Beaumont. And most importantly, when you're a council member in your leadership, you got to have relationships with investors. Like, you know, you got to have relationships with people who develop neighborhoods, develop shopping strips, who can go out and develop a grocery store from the ground up, 
all that is key. So economic development and my relationships with people I've done business with in the past enables me to have the opportunity to merge all that together. And there's so much information that you have to have a seat at the table to actually get access to. And I think the city of Beaumont, I want to really, really push them to release that information. We should, we should be on every form of social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We should have all our pages pumping and jumping, and we should definitely be pushing that information out into the community. I think we're definitely not doing a good job with that. Uh, youth engagement. I want to do a citywide internship program for all our kids. Uh, I want to show kids that we can motivate you and give you opportunity to want to stay homegrown and stay in Taboma. I understand every kid doesn't want to graduate high school and go to college. I want to mm-hmm. explore with those kids, let them know all the options, you know? So reduce you- crime. I used to be a parole officer. Uh, now I do truancy work. So I was a parole officer nine years. So I understand both sides. You know, I'm not here to judge. You know, I'm here to see how we can improve this thing by working all together. So it's just so many things. It's the, the platform is pretty intense. So I read a, uh, you guys asked me anything individually. We can kind of dive into it from there. Okay. Well, I, I hear you um, speaking about youth engagement and I'm big on leadership in our community, especially starting with the youth here. Um, so how do you have a plan or is there something that you have possibly thought about to not only, you know, keep the young professionals here or the youth here, but to keep their eyes on city and what is most important about our city and just keep them engaged. Because when I go to this, to the city council meeting, I would love to see more young people that look like us um, present because there are a handful that, you know, that attend, some of them attend virtually, but um, I would love for them to have their finger on the pulse a lot earlier. I was blessed enough to work at the chamber. So I was engaged, you know, unwillingly at first. So um, do you have any insight or how you could pull other people like our within our age group to focus on our city and become more interested so they'll know what to ask and what to talk about? Oh, yeah, definitely. One thing that's key when you talk about getting younger people engaged is they don't understand and you got to be able to relate and touch both generations. What I mean by that is why don't we talk about some topics that younger people actually want to hear about? Like, let's talk about more festivals and shows and concerts. Let's talk about safer nightlife. Let's talk about a food truck park. You know, let's talk about a citywide internship for young people. Those are things that will actually get the attention of younger people when politicians come on and they talk about the same rhetoric. We want better roads, we want better streets, safer neighborhoods. That's great, but that's not getting younger people engaged. You know, let's talk about things that they're actually interested in because that plays an important dynamics when you talk about politics. You know, I have one, uh, I'm marketing one way to one, one age demographic and I'm marketing a completely different way to another age demographic. I even got a campaign TikTok because even though 16 year olds, 12 year olds can't vote, I want them to be motivated and let them know somebody younger is actually running for office to make changes that can make Beaumont better. Very good. LaDonna? Do you have anything that you want to add? I have a question, AJ. I want to talk about uh, jobs. I heard you say uh, something about economic development, but I know that in this city, there are a lot of job opportunities that may have slowed due to COVID, but what are we going to do to make sure that we're prepared for the ever-changing oil and gas industry and whatever those regulations may be and whatever the educational needs may be? And what can we do to make sure that we have people from and in and around 
Southeast Texas that are prepared for those jobs. I really think it's key when you talk about jobs. Uh, we have to take a full evaluation to see what these companies require. And if our job is a city to go out and instill some of these requirements into our younger people and people who are interested in that particular industry, like they ask a certain certification and training, we have to do a way better job of workforce development. And we have to partner with these people who have these certifications and trainings in, that, in order to get these young people or old people ready to go into these fields and make, it, make this money. Um, it, it's just simple information. You can go to school for two years, get you that process operating degree, and go make you $100,000 a year. And a lot of people are just taught to go to school. You go to school for four years, get you a criminal justice and sociology degree, you only might make $50,000 a year. So, I mean, it's just the simple fact of us getting this information to the people who need it. Like, I, I think a lot of kids and younger people coming out of high school that may not be interested in that four-year degree, you tell them the kind of money and the opportunity they can make with their two-year degree, the mentorship programs, the sky's the limit. So I think AJ, some people may want to I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but your connection, it seems to be slipping. Can you check your connectivity? You say it's mine? Your connection, yes. Yeah, yeah your connection's a little bit... Uh... Your connection's a little shaky. I just want to make sure that everybody can. Your hear. sound, your, your your audio is is is, is not listening. Can you check with that? Hold on, let me. I'm gonna leave and come back in. Okay. 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 Let's just have a moment. Is that better? No. No, I, I think I'm you might need. To, yeah, I might need to sign out and come back in. Log yeah. in, log out, and come back in. So let me just let's talk about this while we're waiting on AJ to come back. Uh, about our our Tuesday show that we're having here, and if those are watching right now, we've got a special guest. We're going to give a tribute to uh, Port Arthur Lincoln High School, the home of the Bumblebees. Uh, we're going to give a tribute and honor to the legendary. Uh, Coach Joe Washington Sr. He was going to be joining us uh, on Tuesday at at eight o'clock. So if you're around, please check out uh, our show uh, this Tuesday. And along with the guests, special guests, we're going to have uh, his son, a little Joe Washington Jr. And along with Ken Washington, they're going to join us on Tuesday. And then we're just going to have a, a grand good time with uh, Coach Washington. Uh, as we give him a tribute uh, next Tuesday. So let's try, as AJ's back, so let's try to get AJ back in the groove again. Okay, guys? Okay, I'm, gonna put I'm sorry, AJ. In. I just want to make sure that people can hear you and they're getting the wealth of knowledge that you need to give them. I'm super excited about that. And I'm super excited about you being so engaged with the young people and just being knowledgeable and prepared for what's coming. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So tell us, a little bit about um, some of the uh, crime reduction things that you had been working on previously and in the future. Uh, I've been blessed to serve on uh, the sheriff's if, uh, sheriff's review board with uh, Miss Zena Stevens, Sheriff Zena Stevens. And one thing I see is it's very fair the way she does it. She goes with the officer gets to pick two people, uh, the department picks two people, and she picked two from the community. So. We come in and we hear our cases and we get to make an evaluation on what's actually going on with the particular officer that may be in trouble. So I definitely think 
with the Beaumont Police Department, we need to have a relationship. I'll give you an example. One of my best friends was shot and murdered, but we don't even have a relationship with the cops and they're looking for information and his case is never solved because you know, it's a disconnect between our community speaking with the cops. But furthermore, I understand why there's a disconnection with our community speaking with the cops, you know, like, so I'm looking at getting what she's saying and seeing how can we form all this together to see if we can get on the same page. I think we, I think AJ, we still have a little, we're having another problem again on your audio. Uh, it, maybe it's your location uh, in your home or where are you? Your location where you are is causing uh, the, yeah, you're losing your Wi Fi, uh, his router's down. So we're back again. Folks, don't leave us. We'll be right back. AJ, be right back. He's going to sign off and sign back in on our show. Uh, we're going to link back in. Uh, and so um, I don't have a, I'd like to let you all know also that uh, those who are watching that, let me get to the screen here, uh, right here, um, uh, the CDC eviction and monitorium uh, and rental assistance is still available. Matter of fact, that they're receiving more funds now. So those of you that know some of those that, are in need of uh, rental assistance uh, and in need of eviction voter uh, Now, please, do they yeah. have to be evicted first before they get the rental assistance or can no, they just No, no, no. As long as they're in the home or where they are, apartments or whatever, they can apply for that. Uh, and they and, do that through? Yes, um, right. And you can get that through. Uh, I'm going to get that information also. So please share this info on getting assistance with the rent and, and also all your utilities as well. And I placed uh, information. Yeah, that that's on Tic Tac. I put on Tic Tac. Uh, some other place you can call at 409-382-7976. Or you can call the Habitat of Humanity. Humanity. Let me uh, check that right now. Right. 409-832-5853. Uh, so that is available. Money is coming. Okay. Also, this, uh, the, uh, if you 65 and older, uh, you can uh, call uh, the Beaumont City Health Department. There's going to be three locations that you can, uh, they, they are setting up uh, for your um, COVID-19 uh, uh, immunization. Yes, that's right. Immunization shots. That's going to be available for those of you who are 65 or older right now. Uh, you can uh, sign up for it right now, and they'll contact you, let you know when the shots is here. Uh, you go there. But with uh, right now, they're going to have three locations uh, here in the area of uh, Southeast Texas. So uh, we're waiting on the results. I'm looking forward to that. So let me ask you, how do you guys about the shots? What where Where do we stand on that? I'm so torn between that. You know, I'm I'm friends with the, the I, I she's a colleague actually uh, with the city manager. Well, not the city manager, but she's the emergency manager. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, she was talking a little bit about it, and I was thinking to myself, I don't really know how I feel, but I do know if we don't take it, then you know, what are the chances of, of us, you know, stopping the spread of it? So yeah, AJ's back. They they text Tuskegee me to death. I'm going. All right, AJ is back. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so all right, AJ. We just kind of start talking about something while you was out, uh, but uh, it's back to you, my friend. 
So you were telling us, let me get, bring you back up. You were telling us how you felt like um, we need to formulate a relationship with people, have a an open dialogue and rapport with the police and being able to share information and help um, solve some of the crime that we have. Go ahead. Yeah, but also that door doesn't need to seem one way. It needs to be a double swinging door. Uh, I definitely think the uh, police need to do a better job with community relationships. And and I think it definitely needs to be a double swinging door. It can't be just one way. So in order to get us, our community, more comfortable speaking to them, they definitely have to do a better job being more transparent and being more involved in our community. So I was thinking about starting something called an In Your Hood campaign. Uh, what we would basically do is once a month, we would go to a different apartment complex. Uh, the police department has already agreed to it. They're willing to sponsor, you know, hot dogs and a DJ. And we get everybody to come out. Once they come out, now the police officer has a platform to actually speak to the community. And the community actually has the trust and relationships with some of our elected officials. Now you don't just see them when it's time for a vote. The ones who want to be present, I'm going to invite them. I want to start that in your hood campaign, or where we go to I all love it. Well, let me, well, let me ask you this: since we're, we're not talking, going for a vote, we're going to have. I'm ready to vote right let's, now. Let, let's, no, let's, let me ask this question: while we talked about um, uh, police department, let, let's talk about how many of uh, people of color that's on the adversary board. How many on the committees? How many on the board? How many that can make the police department accountable? Give accountable for what their actions are. So um, can you tell me what came and what would you do to enforce that or get more blacks or, or people of color on that uh, those boards? Uh, I actually just did something with two young men that I mentor. Uh, it's an officer by the name of Tony Harden. Uh, I had to explain to them because they were looking at trying to find a career. They both just graduated from college. And when I told them, Beaumont police officers right here in Beaumont, start off at $60,000 plus, they were in disbelief. So what I want to do is push a signing bonus and incentive for minority officers. Like, let's give a bonus if you're from Beaumont and you go work for the police department. Let's give an incentive to get these guys in the force. You know, it's already enough. Unfortunately, the reality of our community is the racial tension between law enforcement and the African-American community. So let's get these guys some incentives to actually go on the enforce and even more of an incentive to be from Beaumont, Texas and work in the city that you will reside over. It's a big difference when you can walk in a neighborhood and you know people by name versatile you being from a complete different area and you don't understand a neighborhood. If you took me right now and dropped me in Vider and put a police uniform on me and asked me to police the community, I'd definitely be uncomfortable. So if you take an officer from that area and drop them in Beaumont and put them in the North End, I'm pretty sure that also would be uncomfortable. So we need some incentives to get people homegrown, specifically minorities, on the police department. And I think signing bonuses will definitely be a good incentive. Very good. So my next question was going to be, you know, why um, at large? Why did you select at large? The reason I would select at large is because currently I live in Ward 2, but my heart is over the entire community. I do a lot of my work in the North and South End. So I feel like I have a mass base over the entire community. 
uh, it's tough when you ask people, why would you run at large? If you don't have relationships in the North End, South End, West End, Old Town, if you can't spread across the community like that, it doesn't make sense to either run for mayor or at large. But if you have those relationships and people can, you can walk in those communities and people know you by name, I think you definitely have a better opportunity to run at large. So right now, my base is the whole entire Bowman. I think I have a much better opportunity based upon my relationships. What do you think is the biggest challenge facing Beaumont at this time? The biggest challenge facing Beaumont at this time is we're, we're pretty stagnant. What I mean by that is we've been stuck at the same populations for decades. And when you're speaking of stagnant, why are we stagnant? I think we need a very diverse council, one that truly reflects the look outlook of our entire community and i think right now we don't have that and in the past we haven't had that i think i definitely don't think it needs to be all young people up there i think it needs to be a nice mixture you know of every race every age and that's the type of culture and innovation that we need to get beaumont where it need to be i think we need to take way more pride in the city of beaumont man i'm like i'm proud to be from beaumont big money texas i'm proud everywhere i go and i feel like one thing I want to go on and say on the record first, we need a city of Beaumont flag. You know, we can ride around, okay. ride with Biden flags and Trump flags. Why we can't have a city of Beaumont flag? So I think that's something we need to implement that type of pride in the city of Beaumont. And I said it first. So when somebody else try to say it, y'all got it. I'm on the record and I said it first. I'm excited about that. You got me all fired up about Beaumont. I'm, oh, I was over here saying, me too. I'm proud to be from Beaumont. People ask me, baby, I'm from Beaumont. <laughs> well, hey, hey, we've got, some, we've got a, quite a few people online uh, tonight, and uh, they've dropped some comments on the, online and wants me to ask you those questions. So I'm going to give them a little time because we, we try to make sure that our audience are involved in the, what we're doing. So I'm going to go to, uh, let's see here, I'm going to go to the top. Ooh, Lord, there's a lot of, there's a lot of conversation here. So <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to Terry Roy, who is always watching. Um, and he's he's got a question here. Um, and I don't know if it's a question or not. I'm going to go from here. We're going to go all the way down. And we've got uh, our, our watch. We've got a watch party going on, too. So we've got about uh, 60 people on this watch. So I can't get to everyone, but we're going to try to do our best to get some of these questions out. And Terry Roy said infrastructure has been talked about it's the most crucial part of growth. Uh, nothing can be put before it. We lose business because of it. What, AJ, what can you do? What, out of all these years that this city has been stagnant, out of all the years this city has been stagnant, out of all these years this city has been stagnant, what make, what make you think that you can make something happen? Uh, let's talk about infrastructure. What is can we tell you something that's embarrassing to me, Brother Renfro? We got all this talent in the city of Beaumont. We got communities for block grants. We got we got committees for police advisory boards. But why in the world don't we have a committee for infrastructure? All this talent we have in Beaumont, we need to take people who are great in infrastructure from a committee, let them come up with plans and bring those plans to the council. If we can have a committee for everything else, why in the world would we have a committee for infrastructure? And that's very key. We have too much talent in Beaumont not to utilize it. So we definitely need to form a committee that specializes in infrastructure. I mean, what better advice to take from someone who's an expert in that particular field? 
So you take people who are good in that field, you form a committee for those guys, you let them bring the reports to the council, we present it to Kyle, and we give Mr. Hayes a deadline on when we need to get these things accomplished. Okay. Number two, I'm going to ask, I think I'm going to ask a question here. What about the EDC? What What about putting a, 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 a committee, an EDC, a B, is it EDC? I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, sir. EDC. Right. right BD, yeah. How, how can we, and I'm very involved. I, I like to be involved in that uh, because it's time for growth, uh, business development in this city. And, it, and that is also part of being stagnant for many years with all opportunities the city offers. I think, I think it's somewhat embarrassing when you look at the way Orange, Texas is and Port Arthur, Texas is. You see Lumberton, Bowman, they have EDCs. Uh, EDC basically is economic development. So you can go in front of the EDC and the city comes with money. The city helps entrepreneurs and investors by saying, you know what, if you're going to develop a restaurant, we'll do all the cement. I don't understand why the city of Beaumont doesn't have an EDC, but that's something I'm definitely going to push for because in order to have economic growth, if I have an investor and I say, hey, if you come to Beaumont, we can help you out with some EDC money. Their eyes might raise up. They're more in tune to actually come to the community. Uh, we need to evaluate the community block grants. We need to see the projects that we've done with them. And if that's something that no longer is uh, beneficial, maybe we need to explore that EDC route. But I definitely think we need to evaluate what's already existing. And if it's not working, we need to create something new. And I think EDC is definitely the direction that you see a lot of thriving communities going into. And we definitely need to focus on that. The EDC is very key. And that's something I'm going to be pushing for. Okay. Our next question is coming from uh, uh, Matthews Candy, Candy Matthews from Houston. And she's saying, what is, what, what are you going to do, AJ, about, uh, about the enhanced well, we just talked about that economic uh, development and contract. Well, we didn't say this about contracts for African American. Uh, it, it's all about accountability. If we're not checks, we're not doing checking balances on these contracts and how they're going out. How we're going to hold them accountable? You got to always follow the money. You got to follow the dollar. And even a bigger note is, what are we doing to let the community know, let these entrepreneurs know that these opportunities out there are available? Like I, I want to be a walking billboard for the city of Beaumont. If I know a contractor or someone who does this particular work, I'm going to physically go bring it to them to show them this is what we have going on in the city of Beaumont. This is the paperwork you need to fill. This is the person you need to talk to. I'm going to go above and beyond an extra mile to make sure we can find somebody that actually <laughs> pay taxes in Beaumont to actually get some of these contracts and do the work because if they're paying taxes out here, the tax base goes up. Now the whole community makes more money. So it's way more beneficial to use people right here locally to do a lot of these jobs. Okay. Good job, AJ. Good job. Well, damn, AJ, when I think of Bowman, I think of you. That's how I want people to feel about All it. All right, now. Let me go to after. We're going to come back to uh, Miss uh, uh, Matthews. See, she's got a, quite a few questions here. But also, uh, Anthony Cooper is asking uh, what he's stating here. Where are the funding coming from for these projects and programs? And this is a question. The city has money. Beaumont has money. That's a good question, money. Anthony. Uh, I'll give you an example. You know, we have we have hot tax dollars. We have dollars from uh, FEMA. We have dollars from storms coming in. Like I give you an example. 
the riverfront project is going to be up to be done because the money is actually going to be cleared to redo the riverfront for Beaumont, Texas. I feel like if we're going to redo it, redo the riverfront, we should have surveys out there to see what the citizens want, what we want to see. We shouldn't go in meetings and just pick how, what we think is best. We should actually put our surveys and let the people vote on what do you want in your city. So it's so the funding is out there. You got the FEMA money. You got the high tech. You got our fund balance. The money is definitely out there. We just okay. got to do a better job utilizing it to where the citizens are okay with it. Okay. Uh, Pigita Hernandez-Smith is asking the question, what are the top three infrastructure priorities you believe needs to be discussed first? Water, definitely. Uh, in 2015, they were replacing all the piping with the water department. Water is a top priority uh, in the city of Beaumont. The last thing I want to do is tell my mom, my wife, my kids, your mom, your wife, your kids, it's okay to drink brown water. It's okay to bathe in brown water. No, it's not okay. That's ridiculous. So we definitely need to tap into that water as far as infrastructure in Beaumont. We need to do a better job focusing on our roads. Our roads are key because that's the way of life. Uh, all these big trucks who ride up and down our roads, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, one huge truck that may be going to industry is the same as 256 cars. So we definitely need to do a better job uh, holding some of these big companies accountable for what they have coming in and out on our roads because the big trucks are what tap the smaller roads. So when the big trucks are on the main freeways, it's fine. But when they get to going through our neighborhoods, like maybe Hellbick or something like that, our roads run equipped for that type of pressure. So we definitely need to do a better job of holding companies and industry accountable for what they have coming in and out of Beaumont. So water, roads, and street lighting. I think that's another thing that's key. If you brighten up everything, everyone's feel a lot safer. And you can see, and it's a lot more uh, sustainable. So water, roads, and street lighting is very key when it comes to infrastructure. I'm so proud of you, boy. Okay. Let me just tell you right here on air, you boy. All right. So uh, that answer Mary's uh, Williams question that, that she's also said about the brown water that backs up into our lanterns and uh, after heavy rain so yes that that's something we can just answer and i hope he answer your question there also mary uh now aj i'm gonna move move on to some more questions but while i'm doing that you sound good sir but how can you 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 it's it's heck now you've got seven other members uh uh, uh, uh on on the on the city council how can you get them to get on board with you? I mean, what can what can you do to get them to on board with you? I'm glad you asked that because the ability to negotiate is key when it comes to business. If you can't sit at the table with someone who thinks completely different from you and negotiate what is best for the overall community, you don't need to be a councilman. The ability to negotiate is key because everyone says they're up there to serve the people of Beaumont and they want what's best for Beaumont. So if we have something that's best for Beaumont and we can't vote on it and get the majority vote to do this, maybe that's not the person that needs to be up there. So I'm big on negotiation, communication, and having relationships. Um, I, one thing I've always learned in business, I've done business with a lot of people and we don't agree, but we still get the deal done. And the next day we can go to lunch. I stand firm on my morals, my values, and their beliefs, and they can as well. 
but it's about handling business. It's not about your personal feelings. It's not about being sensitive it's about what's best for our overall community. And everybody up there says, everybody says they're running for public office to do that. If you can't do that, you definitely don't need to be in public service. For real, compromise is key. I like the way you put that. If your best interest is Beaumont, then you are the baby. Compromise and work it out. Yes. Um, let's see. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Joanne Renfro Johnson is uh, uh, has a comment here. She said, lots of promises are made during the campaign process, which I agree. I agree, cousin. They are made during campaign. We hear the same, same old, same old st uh, campaign uh process in that process but the aftermath is what you see now I, she says she is not from Beaumont but Beaumont needs serious help and we know we need that people tend to take it lightly what are you going to do AJ and, and again it's going to take uh it's going to take three other people with you to to make a lot of this happen but uh what what are you going to do how are you going to do it and how it's, it's a process of doing it uh I, I just Hope that you can, if once you're on uh, council, uh, to make a difference. So um, just tell us how you're gonna try to, without giving your game plan away. But how are you gonna manage manage seven um, L dopes? Well, well, Mr. Renfro, I think transparency is key. Like when you get everybody excited and say, "Hey, we're gonna redo Washington Boulevard," the problem is we can redo Washington Boulevard, but let's be honest about the time frame. Let's say we're going to redo Washington Boulevard, but this is a four-year project. When you tell people we're going to redo a street, I don't think people actually understand what all goes into in the intel of redoing the street. I think it's key that we're honest with people. You know, like when you tell them we're going to redo a street, they think maybe it'll happen in a day, in a, in a, in a year or so. Some of these projects are very time-consuming, so I think transparency is key. Uh, another thing is you got to actually have the relationships that you're working with the people. Uh, like I said, a citywide internship program, things I'm committing to, they're things that I know that actually can be done. I'm not going to get up there and just say things to make people feel good. Ideally, I like to put a grocery store in the North End, but I'm not going to promise that because I don't know for a fact if it can be done. But I will do everything in my power to get that done. And this um, is why we need it. This is why we need an EDC mm -hmm. uh, um, um, so that we can. Uh, recruit business and bring business, encourage business to come to town. And I'm not running for office, but if I was, just a little tidbit, AJ, I'd put it back on the people. Everything that she's saying that people make promises during their campaign, once you're in office, then you can make the, the citizens aware of what the people they voted for are doing. Then put the power back in the people's hands. If they want to let your head roll after they find out you voted against something or you wasn't with something or you struck down an idea i would be you like you say transparency is key i put it right back on the hands of the people now that i'm on the council i've introduced these things i've made good on my promises and here's what hindered me now and if we don't like that hindrance baby you will be we're gonna put it back on the people and another thing miss sherwood i'm glad you brought that up because tony said we got a big audience tonight so a big audience is great but when it's time to speak on some of these topics, we need an audience at the council meeting. Right. So, right. you know, it, 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 it's real big when it comes to actions. People people will talk all day, but when you show them in numbers, if y'all show up and fill, fill the council room and, and stand behind the councilman that's pushing the agenda that you want to see done, everybody's elected. So guess what? Numbers scare anybody. So if you show up in numbers and you prove to them you're serious about what you want done, 
I'm pretty sure every councilman up there uh, think very wisely before they make the wrong vote. Put it back on the people. Show up in numbers. Like we need the community to show up and be present. I'm cool with making all council meetings in the evening. It don't bother me. I go to work just like everybody else. I'm not, you know, above that. I'm excited about that because I feel like the people have to, the people with the questions have to also be involved. It does you no good to have all the questions in the world and you're not going to do diligence as a citizen. The council is only as powerful as the people who elect them. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's see here. That's got out another question. We're going to cut them off in a few minutes. We don't have to be on too long. But uh, Nancy Fontenot was saying, why are the people driving into Beaumont? from surrounding cities, not taxed for using our streets and et cetera, but developing where they live. And I've kind of, yeah. like, I think what you, I, Nancy, I think I know what you're talking about. And I, and that's those that are driving from the outskirts of town that are driving in the city every day and uh, to work and then leave in the evening, uh, like in the Lumberton area, by the area, you know, the surrounding areas of the mid-county that are driving into our city for work and then leave with all the money going out to that their, uh, their place of living. Uh, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't, AJ, I don't want you to answer that question because that's a hard question I mean, okay. right now to answer. But if you've got anything you want to say about it, uh, you know, you're free to. I will, I will say this, Miss Nancy. What it all boils down to is you can't do anything to the individual person, but the industry or the job they work for it's certain stipulations and guidelines that they have to have. And if we're, if we're evaluating them and holding them accountable to their jobs and guidelines, you can't hold the people accountable, but you can't hold the industry or the particular company accountable. So they and can't. I think it, it goes back to what you said originally too, making sure that our students are prepared for those jobs and making them, giving them incentives. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not, that's not the question. The question With is. With check and balancing system, you gotta like, like these companies get these abatements and, the deal is they have to have this many people from the city of Beaumont working for this particular company. So if that's the deal that you're getting, what are we doing to go back and check and evaluate? Are you actually doing and being held accountable to the deal that you originally agreed to? Well, I think we need to do that and make it public for the whole city to see this is how many employees are employed at Exxon Mobil from Beaumont, Texas. This is how many employees are employed at Lamar University from Beaumont, Texas. This is how many employees are employed from maybe BISD from Beaumont, Texas. And I think that right there uh, help people with the transparency of the good paying jobs where the people actually live at. Well, and I also think she, she's saying, and I, I'm not sure, but I think she's talking about why we're not uh, have why don't we have a toll mm -hmm. to come into cities uh, and, and pay taxes on uh, the use of our streets because they don't live here. They just come in here to work and then they drive in, back off home. So I think that's what her question, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a fair for you to answer that question. No, uh, not, but, not, uh, not, not, yeah. not in there. Right. So, I don't, you know, that's a good, that's a good question. That's something we could put on. Yeah, we could put that on, on notice, but uh, uh, that's not a good question to ask a candidate right now uh, on that question. But I guess I kind of agree. Yeah, we do need some type of uh, toll roads to bring, you know, into the city to bring more tax dollars to the city for those who's living outskirt of our city uh, and uh, that's not paying taxes and then wearing tearing our streets and highways and freeways. So, you know, that that's something that, that we can put on the agenda. <laughs> 
and come back to it. That's so, an interesting question, Tony. Yeah, actually, Taylor Neal Taylor brought that up to me before. So that's a councilman that I actually had lunch with, and that's something he was interested in and in diving into. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that's that's something that we look at. Uh, uh, but because these things are have to be planned, like you talked about the Washington Boulevard project, that's that's been on the that's been on the table on the board for maybe 12, 15 years, and just not get coming to it. To, and so, yeah. So when you talk about we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that, those things just don't happen. Just, no, no. That's that's those. That's the political candidates' uh, uh, speech they make during campaign season. No, those those decisions does not be made. Not one person. That's why, can you, make that's why you don't make promises you can't keep. That's right, and not one person can make that decision. You on need four. You need four. So that's why I keep saying when we are voting for the city, uh, uh, we need to understand we it takes four four votes. We we need four people to uh, come up to an agreement. On the, on making the decisions of voting for infrastructures or uh, city planning and uh, I but I like JJ uh, to have more again I'm gonna bring this up again I like to have more people on the advisory board more people of color on the advisory board uh, uh, because uh, it is necessary because it does the boards all all these art departments does not reflect the the, the city. Just like the city council right now does not deflect uh, uh, the city uh, makeup. We are about 55, 60% uh, black and we've got 20% on the council. So this is what I'm saying. We need more of color. We need to stick together. We need to play our cards in our hand, play our cards in our hands much better. This go around. So uh, with that said, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I do have one final question. So AJ can kind of end on a bang, a little high note. Why should we choose you? What makes you the best candidate? You want to look at somebody that's proven. You want to look at somebody that you can touch, that's accessible, that's in the community every day. You want to look at somebody who's the same person every time you see them. You want to look at somebody you call, they're going to answer the phone, and somebody that's going to show up and be transparent about everything. Man, I've been there. I've been working hard in the community. The results didn't go in my favor two years ago, and I never stopped actually pushing them in order. So you want somebody that's proven, somebody that's going to be accessible, accessible, and most importantly, you want a councilman that you can be proud of. And I definitely want to be that person at the city of Beaumont, every generation, every race, every age group, somebody that you can be proud of and say, you know what? That's my councilman from the city of Beaumont, and that's what I want the people to feel when they see me. Francis, you have anything else you want to No, actually, I've already stated exactly how I feel. I've seen AJ present in the community, and that's super big for me. Um, I like to know that my candidates are about what they say they are, and I definitely... I, I'm definitely one that holds them accountable when it comes to election day. So I'm super excited for you, AJ. I know you're going to do great in the future. And I'm just looking forward to seeing you up there on the council. So best wishes to you. Hey, yes. Hey, best wishes to you. And uh, Knowledge is Power Podcast Live is now on Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Google Play, along with Facebook and YouTube. And we'd like you to join us on Tuesday uh, at 8 o'clock. 
a legendary coach of Port Arthur Lincoln High School, the home of the Bumblebees, Coach Joe Washington Sr. will be joining us. So if you're around, please check it out. He's 91 years old. He's the last living legend from the Purdue in the last league. And we want to give him his honor while he's still here with us. Thank you for watching Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Be sure to like and subscribe to all Knowledge is Power social media pages. Y'all did good.